Welcome back everyone, it's your favorite host Jay here with the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. On this episode, we dive right back into our over analysis of manga with Golden Kamui by Satoru Noda. On this episode, we read the legendary Hunter arc chapters 22 to 29. Looking forward to jumping back into some Ainu culture and some Asurpa and Sugimoto shenanigans on this episode of the Over Manga Cast. Hello everyone, my name is Sam and as always here at the top of the show, uh, we discuss our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week. Uh, has anyone uh, had any new experiences with Golden Kamui? Except for the... Well, I mean, there was that anime. I <laughs> don't know if uh, many of us uh, paid attention to that one. I know I didn't once I heard it was trash. Uh, I actually did. I still haven't seen uh, the anime, uh, but um, I had actually... Uh, read the uh, first chapter of our reading prior to uh, it being assigned. Uh, when you read a, a, a section, uh, an arc of a, a manga every week, it's hard to weave things in at a reasonable pace, especially when there are so many good ones. So, uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, well, since I watched the anime that came out like three years ago, um, I think the, the arc we're reading today is past the point I got to initially when I was get uh, this. So this was all fresh material for me. All right, and Jay. So I, too, watched the anime years ago, and this is a fresh slate of reading. And we kept it a little short. We had a, we had a little, basically an interstitial arc here, uh, but we open up after our previous adventures <laughs> with... Uh, Sugimoto doing uh, fairly well after the, <laughs> the way the previous uh, arc ended. Uh, it's that it's that thing that JoJo satirizes. I mean, to be fair, yeah, that's that... actually kind of part of Sugimoto's character in that, you know, like, not like he has a supernatural healing factor, but like his tenacity and durability is kind of like the thing with him. Mm. But uh, Sugimoto and Asirpa are... Uh, making their way through the forest, uh, doing some deer hunting. Uh, Sugimoto's being a bitch about it because he's, he's too large to uh, walk on the crusted surface of the ice. Yeah, his feet keep sinking in because he doesn't have snow, uh, snowshoes and is like three times the surface weight. <laughs> this this opening bit of our reading is the, uh, the Golden Kamui classic where we're not uh, currently involved in some sort of high drama uh, swashbuckling adventure. So uh, it's time for survival tips and uh, anthropology lessons about the wilds of Hokkaido. And also, like, it just becomes a cooking manga for like half a chapter. <laughs> I am mad at it. As it does. Older brother, younger sister slash father daughter uh, banter between... Uh, uh, a Serpa and uh, Sugimoto. He's hogging all the water uh, rations. <laughs> <laughs> Almost entirely just to spite Sugimoto, because she's... I actually don't know why she's being mean to him right now. <laughs> she might still be mad because he left. They have well, a yeah. great back and forth um, where Asurpa's doing like her whole thing about like, oh, you don't... You Japanese don't understand how to live in the like mountains like we, I knew do. 
don't worry, I'll I'll walk you through this. If you want something to like quick boost energy, just take some of those pine needles and chew them. It's like this is this is really bad. This uh this isn't good. And the serpent's just like, nope, you mm, can't handle it. And it's just like, no, wait, your face is this is just really bad. It's like, well, yeah, we normally eat these in the spring, and it's just like, so you don't know what you're doing at all. Then he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> which then uh parlays into the uh into the kerfuffle about water it's a it's a good little bit of uh banter and uh antics to uh keep things lighthearted after last time the deer tracking continues and uh here's where we uh, finally get a bit of our uh drama going because they reach the, uh they find the deer and Sugimoto goes to take the shot, but he misses the vitals and uh, just injures the animal without killing it, and it runs off. You're not trying to dart it, uh, Sugimoto. As someone who's done a little hunting in the past, that uh, I've never actually done this to an animal, but I, I just know that's the worst feeling in the world. Uh, and uh, boy, uh, the rest of uh, the motivation for Sugimoto in this section of the uh, story is, is all revolving around his guilt for... Uh, wounding but not uh cleanly killing uh an animal which is a uh great moment of characterization for him it's mm -hmm. it's one of those ones where it doesn't tell us anything new but it uh reestablishes and reinforces an important element of sugimoto's character that he despite what he might try to pretend otherwise he's human deep down and a good person ultimately allegedly no he's he's probably made a tougher stuff exceedingly determined to track down the deer and finish it off. And uh, with that, uh, we cut over to uh, a, a different group. Yes, <laughs> our antagonists for this arc, uh, which uh, a serpent notices that there's a, another set of human tracks in the area, except one of them has a really weird gait. It's like uh, he's walking with two sticks, almost as if his legs are messed up. Like... That soldier that they fought earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, our antagonist uh, is indeed uh, Tanigaki, one of the uh, soldiers from the bad guy squad, and a new mysterious man who's got, like, weird fire hair. I know it's supposed to be, like, graying, but it, it looks he looks like Tanjiro. It looks like fire hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he also has a doggo. Yeah. It's a cute dog. A special doggo. And we learned that this guy, uh, Tetsuzo Nihei, is balls of steel, this man. His specialty is hunting bear to the point where he has taken down like 200 freaking bear over the course of his life. Even Tanigaki's like, my, my like culture specializes in hunting bear and even I've never gotten that many in all of the like hunting parties I've ever been a part of. Well. Maybe it should just be better. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of... Have you tried that? <laughs> that's sort of Nihei's perspective. Skill issue. Uh, to be to be more fair to uh, Nihei, uh, something that becomes clear over the course of this arc is that certainly uh, this is absolutely true from a metaphorical sense, but it almost kind of feels like there's a, a an edge of literal uh, to it. Nihei isn't really human. He's more like an animal of the woods like the bear are. So it's really yeah. more uh, a uh, a challenge between peers rather than a human hunting an animal. Yeah, I I, I love this guy. He's freaking nuts. <laughs> he hunts bear uh, specifically to trade their fur and uh, also just for the thrill of it. 
he's so incredibly confident in his technique and how uh thoroughly he understands bears that he uses a very suboptimal weapon it is a single shot rifle and he is so confident with this that he doesn't even uh hold extra bullets like in his hand in case he misses because he's like well if you if you have extra shots you're just going to assume you've got five chances no you've only got one chance so i only need one bullet uh he points out the uh the uh true element that uh if you miss the first shot at a charging bear you're not gonna have the chance to reload no matter what kind of weapon you have so you'd better hit that first shot or you're dead regardless of how many uh bullets you have clenched in your hand mm-hmm. correct is the correct approach for anyone who is hunting any type of bear particularly grizzly or any type of larger bear i'm not talking about just black bear here mm-hmm. they don't mess yeah, around these are these are <laughs> these are brown bears they can't climb their uh defense mechanism when something threatens them is to kill them faster so yeah we get a look great- i just every time i go out into the wilderness hunting bears i always drop the other five bullets out of my revolver and just you know go <laughs> one shot, exactly. Got one kill. <laughs> uh it's it's great. There's this uh great panel where he sends in his dog and I knew hunting dog specifically trained to fight uh to uh hunt bear. Flush bear. F- to flush bears out. He sends in the dog. Uh the bear charges from the cave and he was standing right at the cave entrance so the bear rears up on its hind legs like what the hell. <laughs> and the panel of him against the bear it's like head and shoulders bigger than him it's it's got to be like close to eight feet tall on its hind legs it is an intimidating shot and he does not flinch his face is completely passive you got to do it or you don't do it you either shoot the bear or you become bear exactly (laughs) this is where we learn that this man is a freaking maniac uh this is slightly later during the the cooking segment of our of our reading he talks about how much he loves uh consuming the the kill of the bear because of <laughs> how bloody it tastes he makes uh blood sausages mm-hmm. <laughs> and screaming about how uh the thrill of hunting gives him a hard on it starts off by saying his hunting spirit is throbbing and it gets more phallic the longer the arc goes i i legitimately for the longest time thought there was like some romantic tension bu- building between the two of them uh between um uh-huh. m- one-sided romantic tension from Nihei towards Tanagaki yeah cuz like mm-hmm. he is constantly like yeah man i'm getting i'm getting real feisty right now how you doing you enjoying the hunt yeah you want you want some of this meat and it's like he's coming on real strong there's one point where they're talking uh, that he's like, so uh, what, what's your uh, plan when you're done recovering from your wounds, Tanagaki? Are you going to hang around with me? Because I'm not looking for a lover. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was kind of like of the mindset of either they're trying to introduce homoeroticism or better yet, this guy's just a huge troll. I think either read is valid. And I think that's actually true in universe because... Nihai, the way he he's presented, it almost feels like he is trolling. But if uh, Tanagaki said yes, he'd be down. Like <laughs> that kind of is how it feels with this guy. I mean, like there's another scene later where they're like bathing each o- each other, and he just makes a comment. It's like, oh, hey, don't worry, it's just cold out here. It's normally bigger. And I'm like, 
Why? Why would you ever say that? Unless you were trying to have sex I mean, with this man. I mean, you just hanging out with the boys, and you just have to defend the fact that you're I was a in the pool. Not a shower. I, I have I have never had to defend that in such a way that I say, "Don't worry, it'll be bigger later." That, that's, that's just not how I defend myself. Just that, that's. That's the way he phrases it. It's not just like, oh no, I was in the pool. It was, don't worry, it gets much larger. <laughs> it's much more magnificent. Dude, wasn't even looking. <laughs> Nihei's oh, desire to be with a man aside, the the two of them are out there hunting uh, the great white wolf mm-hmm. is uh, the main deal they're doing together. The bear was just side benefits. Yeah, the, the the bear is is a normal day out for uh Nihei. He uh he wants to be the last person to see a uh Hokkaido wolf alive. And meanwhile, Tamagaki's just like that wolf screwed up my legs, I need to kill it. Yeah, pure vengeance versus like idolation. Very different. <laughs> and of course we are like, wait a minute, the white wolf, that's our buddy Ratar. We can't have anything bad happen to him. He is too good of a doggo. Geralt of Rivia, what are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> Damn portals. Uh, but um, anyway, we cut back to Sukimoto and um, Aserpa. Uh, still tracking the uh, the deer. Uh, they had to they had to bed down for the night because uh, they were too far away from the hut, and uh, they you know still had to track down the the mm-hmm. injured deer. Um, they had to complete mm-hmm. the hunt. Aserpa is using uh is using droppings to track the deer and keeps telling Sugimoto <laughs> not to eat them. She, she keeps handing him the, the droppings and it's like, now don't eat this. Don't eat this. I know I know you guys love to eat shit, but don't eat this. <laughs> she has a cool little bit on um I knew culture about um like the nature of deer to them. How mm-hmm. all other animals are like Kamari deer they use a completely different word um uh yuck i think yes uh yuk it might not be pronounced that way no idea but it's it's a word that means like prey and that deer have been gifted by the gods for mankind to eat and that in the early days deer were so plentiful people would like put their pot on the fire to warm up before they went out hunting because they would just find a deer like immediately and bring it back. And that as deer like being able to go out into like your refrigerator and just bring out like a steak. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, as the deer have dwindled, um, they've become harder and harder to find. And the Anu are saying that's because the gods are no longer replenishing the forest with deer because they've done something to anger them. Uh, they didn't respect the deer because despite them being uh, yuck, they're still, you know, a gift from the gods. You took it granted and now they're not going to come back. The big thing that uh, historically happened is that there was a particularly severe winter around the time that Japan was uh, integrating Hokkaido into uh, uh, its uh, into the nation. And uh, the winter uh, plus the extra pressure from hunting was enough to uh, savagely cut the deer population, which is also why the Hokkaido wolves uh, ended up going extinct because uh, the Hokkaido wolves had uh, fewer uh, uh, fewer wild deer to hunt, so they started going after livestock. And when you when a predator attacks human livestock, they are immediately put on the endangered species list or worse. Mm-hmm. 
I I did think it was kind of morbidly hilarious when it was pointed out later in the arc that the real killing blow to the Hokkaido wolf was uh, an American rancher <laughs> came Who up went with to Hokkaido. The went to Hokkaido and came up with the uh, the most efficient way of killing the wolves that were feeding on his livestock and just spread the information around. It's like, God damn it, of course an American was responsible for that. <laughs> There's a metaphor in here somewhere. <laughs> with our antagonists hunting after Ratar and uh, our, uh, our protagonists uh, tr- hunting after that deer and also Ratar's friends, uh, the collision course is now obvious, cannot escape from crossing fate. Uh, we get a we get a pretty cool scene of uh, when Sugimoto is uh, setting up to uh, uh, finish off the deer. Uh, he sees the the desperation in the animal's eyes and ends up seeing himself in it as it charges him. Yeah, embrace it. Importantly, this comes after they were camping the night before. Sugimoto had a nightmare that was basically a war flashback about his d- determination to stay alive and. I really loved this because it was it was a a great page turn as uh, a serpa flushed the deer and it was charging out. Uh, Sugimoto went to go shoot it, looked it in the eyes, and it's this like straight on POV shot of the deer page turn. Uh, it's a POV shot of Sugimoto and he's got the like horizontal bar eyes of the deer. It's a really good panel. Yeah, the sort of the idea of uh, Sugimoto is is. Perhaps for the first time, because of all the, you know, uh, reflecting that he's been doing on this journey with a Serpa is sort of imagining what it's like to for other people to uh, be dealing with him. <laughs> and uh, he freezes, which is very uncharacteristic for him. Uh, the deer almost gores him because uh, those are Sika. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Sika are very, very scary. Uh I think it have screwed him up. Oh my gosh, I just noticed the, uh, this uh, really cool detail. My family used to raise Sika. I know a little bit about this breed of deer. Um, and one of the things that's scary about Sika is they, uh, they don't, when they lock antlers, they don't like butt heads like most servants do. They attempt to uh, gore the other person. And the, uh, the stance that that uh, uh, deer is taking when it's trying to hit Sugimoto is exactly the way Sika try to gore each other. That's, that's really good attention to detail. Mm-hmm. But while he's wrestling with the deer, who should appear but Ratar? Come to uh, help bring down the animal. Come to save the day like the doggo he is. I love Ratar. <laughs> <laughs> we have another uh, another really good pair of panels where Sugimoto's having his whole moment. Uh, a serpent comes over like, what was that? What were you doing? I saw its fierce determination in its eyes. Despite its injury, it's still charged, determined to survive. It's just like me. And then immediately the next panel, a Serpa shanks the deer. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's not foreshadowing, but okay. Same. But I mean, I'm just saying that was the objective was to put the deer out of its misery. So oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those uh, amazing moments where like paradoxically, like the, the, the right thing for Sugimoto to do would be to put it out of its misery. But at the same time, it was really cool. <laughs> Well, there's a level of empathy in uh, he makes a connection with this animal that, you know, it it wants to live just as much as he does. Uh, and then they become best friends. <laughs> also, Sugimoto's kind of going through a bit of an existential crisis here. So it's more of like a conflict 
conflict of the self. Meanwhile, Serpa is just like, no, d- dude, no, you're you're fine. Like, hey, the the deer is dead. Put your hands in its guts. Feel warm. Like, mm-hmm. it it's dead. So now you can live. So you're still alive, right? That's cool. And Tsugumo is like, yeah, I'm kind of just having like a war flashback, like conflict <laughs> of the self here. But y- yes, I'm aware I'm physically alive right now. Thanks. <laughs> I, I get where you're going with this. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very uh, it's a very good moment. I, I enjoyed the entire uh, deer hunt, and uh, but this is where uh, that whole crossing fate thing comes up because uh, Nihei and Tanagaki are like, okay, so do we know anything about hunting wolves? No, neither of us do. Not at all. Okay, bait. Let's get a deer. <laughs> Yeah, they they actually hear hear the gunshot of oh I guess it I guess it happens a little bit sooner. Uh, uh, one of the things I thought was uh pretty cool how badass this deer is. Uh, the blood from its wound had actually frozen because it didn't have enough body heat to uh melt it the blood coming from it. Uh, and yet it kept going. Mm-hmm. Sugimoto and Aserpa uh start uh skinning the deer, and unfortunately because there was such a long chase, uh, some of the meat is uh you know. Not great. Uh, not not going to be the best quality. Um, they uh, they give uh, the liver to uh, Ritar, <laughs> who just like derps out. Is like yes, <laughs> he's so happy. Snack. <laughs> <laughs> he do a woof. <laughs> they realize that things aren't quite right because uh, while they uh, do not have the. Uh, you know, our audience omniscience knowing that the antagonists are drawing closer. Uh, Ratar uh, realizes that something is wrong and starts nudging them along to hurry it up, which is very uncharacteristic of him. So, of course, this must mean that something bad is happening. <laughs> and uh, I forget who posits it, but I, I think it might even be uh, Nihei later on. But it's like, uh, yes, we must give off such an intense stench of bloodlust that the wolf detected us. And that's exactly what happened. Ah, <laughs> oh, the uh the uh metaphor will come back later that's one of the that's one of the good one-liners from this section this section has a lot of good one-liners <laughs> oh, yeah. only positive vibes you're setting off the wolf <laughs> positive vibes they're rancid vibes <laughs> so nasty not even Ritar wants to be around them but yeah they do a, a quick job of uh getting as much meat as they can uh uh they uh they need the uh they're they're gonna eat the brain, so they take the head, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's very very heavy. <laughs> yeah, but very they have heavy. to leave most of the carcass behind, which uh, uh, tips off Nihei that oh yeah, I heard that the white wolf uh, was uh, friendly with a uh, Ainu girl. They're uh, they're probably around here too, and uh, they might end up being a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole time, Nihei's little uh, fluffer pupper is uh, not having a good time because dogs don't like being around wolves. How about that? Shocker. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Poor little fluffer. Oh, there, there is an amazing panel when the dog Ryu first smells the wolf and <laughs> he just freezes up and Nihei just he goes does. up to him and is like, hey, what's the matter, boy? Oh, well, nope. You're shaking. You're scared. You're worthless to me. Slaps a collar on and the dog just Full on goes, I'm not leaving the park mode. <laughs> he flips. And he full flips. on, I'm dragging you now. <laughs> he flips over, just gets dragged along. Poor little guy. <laughs> uh. 
I was trained to flush bear, not wolves. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I'm not here to fight me, but stronger. Now that all of the actors are aware of each other, it begins this really fun game of cat and mouse. I, I really enjoyed this section. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Would you uh, say that this section gave you a boner? It didn't. Physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It does get pretty phallic. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's every time DA is like, ooh, another twist. Hard on. Hard on. Yeah, he says that a lot. (laughs) Okay, I've never actually, like, gone hunting IRL. You know, I I respect the sport. I respect the the aspects of survival. Uh, I was a Boy Scout many, many a year ago. I still retain some of those skills, probably somewhere back in my hindbrain. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just I really enjoy the whole like hunter ranger like aesthetic archetype. And this just gets really into the nitty gritty of it with this fun cat and mouse uh, of we have Sugimoto and a Serpa trying to basically uh, get out of here, get Ratar out of here. Uh, and the... Uh, know the that hunt- yet. They don't know that they're after Ratar yet. True. That comes they- later when our best buddy yeah, wakes they, up with them. They know that somebody else is there and that they're probably dangerous and that Ratar doesn't like it, so... The spe- they don't have the specifics, but they have the gist. Yeah, they think they think whoever is out there is after them because of the confrontation with the soldiers. Which makes sense. They don't realize who the real target is, yeah. Yeah. Rem- remember, the overarching plot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are kind of like in a war or something, Over kind some of. gold. <laughs> gold! Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, remember we were the just gold. Out here for and giggles. What? <laughs> we forgot about the gold for a minute. <laughs> they return to their hut where your boy, the the escape king himself, Shiraishi, <laughs> was waiting. He just slides sideways out of the door. <laughs> I I have a love-hate relationship with him. I just love Shiraishi. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> He's got such a this Slither, so literally up. like slithers out of nowhere hey guys. <laughs> his, his facial expression is just he 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 reminds me of tingle from the legend of zelda i don't know why <laughs> oh just something about his face does it <laughs> and it's uh, great and uh and he comes bearing a gift booze yes <laughs> This will have no serious consequences. Actually, it will have no serious consequences, but it's really funny. This entire chapter starts as, oh, it's our friend Shiraishi, to, I brought booze. Cool, let's do a cooking montage. Oh Mm -hmm. man, Sugimoto, you've really gone like full Ainu with your like meal taste. And he's just like, no, I'm I'm just putting up with a lot of this. We eat the lungs (laughs) raw. You love the brains, don't you? And he's just like, no, I don't like them. <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> As the booze gets involved, they just start acting like cartoon characters. <laughs> it's not good. A serpent gets into the booze first and is immediately smashed because child. They realize at some point, wait, a serpent got into the booze at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. She takes one bite of the, the, oh, what's it? It's the shatatop. 
the like chopped up meat finally ground meat whatever and like it's so delicious she like shoots through the roof of the building and just stays stuck in there as Sugimoto and uh Jiraishi have a serious conversation now that she's not in the room <laughs> learned that uh drunk Aserpa is actually uh really close to uh drunk Sam it's uh it's just a Serpa but more <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing of what you have unleashed <laughs> Which in both cases I find uh, endearing, but that's just me. Well, while she is stuck partway through the hut and not seeming to really care that much, she's just looking at the stars. It's a good sign. Sugimoto and Shiraishi are talking about the plot. Plot, plot, plot. Remember the plot? All right. No. Plot. <laughs> Shiraishi mentions that he's got an uh, another lead on one of the tattooed prisoners in order to get the map. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, so, uh, it's this guy who's this ridiculously skilled hunter. He's the nightmare of bears. And, uh, we, the audience are like, oh no. And then it starts getting juxtaposed with, uh, Nihei and, uh, Tanagaki going to take a bath in a stream, I guess. They, they need to wash off the killer scent. Yeah, okay. Nihei, uh -huh. sure. I'm, sure. I'm like... <laughs> This has a great scene because he's talking about um, the Matagi, his people, um, and they, they have a belief that the spirit of the mountain is a woman, so they need to wash off the scent of women when they go out to the mountain so she doesn't get jealous of them. The jealous goddess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and Nihei's just and it, like, oh, you gotta wash off the smell of woman, do you? Hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, Nihei, you're, you're picking up <laughs> vibes that he's not in the game. <laughs> <laughs> better talk about how don't worry your dick gets bigger later that'll, that'll smooth things over and, and the entire time like Tanagaki's talking about how uh, the, the female of the species is always the more dangerous one and women are truly terrifying huh it's like okay buddy because uh, Nihei couldn't help but uh, get naked of course uh, it reveals uh to Tanagaki that he is one of the uh, uh, tattooed prisoners. Uh, mm -hmm. He has a piece of the map. Yes. Uh, uh, and, and Tanagaki is just about to shoot him and he's just like, do it. You won't, because you're totally game and this, right? Yeah, yeah, you're on board. And I'm just like, oh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the immediate tension of the scene is one, you're a criminal and I'm technically a soldier, so I should be taking you in two. Uh, my immediate superior has basically gone rogue to get the gold that, you know, that the map that, tattooed that on your skin points to. Uh, but that prompts Nihei to uh, go into uh, how he became a prisoner in the first place. Before we get into all this backstory, huh, get, huh, get it? Backstory? Because tattoos on his, on his back. Mm -hmm. And a six out of ten. <laughs> We're going to take a brief break, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this. When we get back, uh, there's one other thing I, I wanted to talk about. It was during the cooking segment. Oh yes, uh, but it's like oh, in the it's it's like in the middle of all the talk about uh, bear hearts and blood sausages. Uh, <laughs> Tanagaki and Nihei get into this like debate uh, of like, so uh, are you really going to go back to the military out here with your little soldier boy uniform wearing that cap? Huh? You really going to go back to civilization, or are you a hunter like me? Searching for your prey. <laughs> and then Donagaki throws his hat in the fire. It's really good. 
metaphors. That is really uh, good. Yeah. Also, you just said it right now, so you can just cut this in. I can. Yeah, you're right. And welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, where last we left off, uh, we were with uh, the antagonists in a one-sidedly homoerotic bathing scene. Stroke back... I shouldn't have said stroke. Slash backstory dump. <laughs> there was stroking, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nihei oh, yeah. gets naked because... Nihei. Hey, don't yeah. well, like that. Well, because bathing. Yeah. It's cold out, so that's why it's all shriveled up. But don't worry, it gets much more magnificent. I didn't know we were participating in a dick measuring contest, but apparently we are. <laughs> oh, there's no uh, contest. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a winner with my blood sausage. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> Oh God, let's uh, let's move on from this. <laughs> yes, please. I am so glad I'm a hermit. This guy's a hermit too, Jacob. I'm not I'm not sure that's the brag you think you it can, is. You could you could go into business together and just sell hermit sausage. And yes, no, 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 no. Why. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> so meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> uh, that makes it even worse, Sam. Eighteen naked cowboy and uh, Aserpa, having overheard the uh, the conversation about uh, Nihei, is like, "Hey, wait a minute! I've heard that name before." <laughs> Sugimoto pulling her out of the hut she's still stuck in. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get um, uh, it's it's mostly Nihei telling the story, but uh, Aserpa's father actually intersects with uh, Nihei's uh, history. Uh, indir yeah. indirectly and very briefly. Nihei, uh, before he was a prisoner, uh, was out hunting bear. Uh, there had been a group of, uh, I believe they were Ainu, uh, who... Um, I think they were just random just random assholes. Well, whoever they were, they were stealing from other hunters. Uh, someone would uh, kill a bear, and then these other guys would uh, either uh, assault or outright kill whoever it was and, and take, their, uh, take their kill. Yeah, so poaching. Poaching, murder, robbery, the whole nine yards. One day, uh, uh, they uh, they stumble across Nihei, who they try to shoot him. They, uh, I don't know if it's a warning shot or if they just missed, but uh, Nihei turns around and declares to them, uh, if you're going to hunt me, you'd better be ready to end up as animals. Uh, so <laughs> yep. he basically said a Nihei sentence and then picked up a tree branch and started walking towards them to club them to death. This succeeded for two of the, uh, two of the three of them. Yes. He, he, I, was, he, I was about to say, it's, it's a warning shot that goes through his hair. So I think they were shitty marksmen. Yeah, 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 I think so. You, you threw the first punch. Uh, I didn't start this fight, but I'm going to finish it. But, uh, the way that, uh, Serpa actually, uh, intersects with this is that uh while the poachers were out poaching um when they heard about this uh Aserpa's father carved a symbol into a into a slain bear uh and then basically left it there as bait for the poachers uh hoofed it back to town and informed a fur trader yeah that's the mark i left on that bear they are uh poachers and uh scalawags 
and they were run out of town, at which point they ran into Nihei, and everything went downhill for them. Nihei is able to kill two of them, but the third one gets caught because of Usurpa's father, uh, which should have been the end of the story, but uh, <laughs> Nihei decided that wasn't how the story was going to end. Uh, this... It's so freaking metal because like the guy is captured by the police. He's tied up. He's on the ground. The cops are like, all right, sir, we understand that you've had some uh, history with this man, but don't worry. We'll take care of it from here. Hey, what are you doing? You can't just walk towards him like that. Somebody stop him. What's he doing? And then he, uh, he, well, he grabs the guy and twists his head like 180 degrees around. They at first uh, tell him to drop the club he's carrying that has the blood of the guy's compatriots on it. I'm pretty sure the cops knew exactly what was going on and, and were going to let that one slide. But Nihei does drop the club only to snap the guy's neck, at which point he is promptly arrested. Yep. He says, uh, quote, but I am not a bear. I am a human being and human beings have human laws, which uh, ends up being... Uh, very thematic for Nihei. Mm -hmm. They did not follow the law of the mountains, so that's why I got arrested. That's enough for uh, Tengeki. They continue working together. Uh, not necessarily as closely as one of them might like, but uh, hey, <laughs> can't win them all. That's also why he didn't, you know, just friggin' murder Nihei and take the skin. <laughs> It's like, this guy, I kind of like the cut of his jib. He is completely batshit insane. And also, I kind of like the cut of his jib, so I'm not just, I'm just going to not go there. This, this is the kind of man I want to sit up in a tree with and watch a deer carcass all night. <laughs> <laughs> they then proceed to do that. Yes, because their, their master plan for getting Ratar is Aserpa and Sugimoto did leave uh, like half a deer carcass behind. So they're like, well, obviously the wolf will come back for that. So if we just hang out in a tree, the, sure, the crows and the foxes will get at it, but uh, the the wolf will have to come back at some point tonight, so we'll just watch uh, so it'll come back before the other scavengers get at it. And so they sit up in the tree all night, and Ratar never shows up, and they're like, wait a minute, no other scavengers got at it. What the hell is going on? And they walk over and they check out the corpse, and there's wolf shit on it! Ratar is taking deuces! <laughs> and it's like, oh, no animal would go near that because it's got a lot of wolf scent, so... The wolf realized this was a trap and spoiled the spoiled the trap to waste our time. Oh, this wolf is insanely smart. And we get another immortal line from Nihei. Yeah, Tanagaki is like, this is terrifying. And Nihei is like, this hunt is so exciting. It's given me a raging heart on. <laughs> he literally says, my heart on is out of control. <laughs> Uh, this is the point where you uh, realize that, no, that wasn't a metaphor or mistranslation before. He just can't stop talking about his dick. That, that's just the thing that's going on right now. He gets hey, erect and he screams hard hey, on. Hey, hey, I have a boner. <laughs> like, he's, he's just using the advice he would want. Like, if a guy came up to him and kept talking about his dick, he'd be all on board. So he's just like, I know, Tanagaki will like it if I just keep talking about my dick. <laughs> oh, this episode's gonna be explosive. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, he made it that way. We are unfortunately uh, just living in the Ace world. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of is how it goes with this uh, with this arc of uh, Golden Kamui. No, no one can say Golden Kamui isn't classy. This is this little arc we've read has had nothing but dick and jokes, like <laughs> top tier. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know you've been had when literally a wolf just drops deuces on you and just says, 
Thought not playing your game. The thing that I love, though, is that this was actually a Chekhov's gun moment because uh, you remember what I mentioned earlier about the American who uh, figured out the best way to kill the wolves. Uh, what he was doing was he was putting out poisoned meat that he had uh, basic that he had like baited with deer pheromones so that wolves would come up, eat the meat and die of the poison. Yeah, it, he had laced it with strychnine. Mm -hmm. But there was one wolf, uh, legend says, the cleverest wolf that survived that purge who would just piss on the meat instead. And it was Ratar. So Ratar has literally seen this trick before. So this is. <laughs> Ritar is just ancient. We just accept that he's ancient and literally uh, piss on your games. <laughs> you don't care. Because he is awesome. Ritar performing <laughs> bodily functions on, on traps in order to in order to outwit hunters is apparently just a, it's just a character trait. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I love it. He's the coolest wolf. But yeah, so with with that in mind, they have to uh, come up with a new trap. And and uh, meanwhile, Shiraishi finally stops burying the lead and says, oh, yeah. And uh, I heard that Nihei was uh, going out and hunting for a white wolf pelt, <laughs> at which point Asurpa and Tsukimoto are like, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> I didn't want to give you bad news. I wanted to be good and give you booze. God. <laughs> Worst friends ever. As punishment for hiding this critical information, you must now eat pine needles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we come back to the power couple, Nihei and Tanagaki. They've got to come <laughs> up with a new plan off the back. And Nihei's just like, well, here's the thing. I think we're too excited. I think a wolf can <laughs> smell our bloodlust. And I'm going to tell you the story. Because one time... I think someone is too excited. One time... I was watching my daughter, and a hornet fell on her head, and I could smell the change. By the way, this daughter is the ugliest child I've ever seen, ever. Well, <laughs> you haven't seen his wife. Because um, uh, he, he just, then like, I could smell my emotions, and I'm like, I guess animals can smell emotions, too. And Tanagaki's response to this is like, wait, daughter? Wait, you have a wife and kids? And he's just like, yeah, were you not picking up that vibe from everything I've been putting down? He's like, no, quite the opposite. <laughs> Ever since I became a murderer and a mountain man, I haven't seen them in like 15 years. No, he hasn't seen his wife or his 15 children in years. I also read that panel the wrong way. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Which, oh, here, here's, here's my theory. My theory is my man here crushed so much puss, he got bored of it. And now he's playing for the other team. <laughs> Men's literally said, I get so much pussy, I moved on to dick. I don't know. So I think it's the fact, because he also alludes to, like, the, in, later on in the reading, he goes on like, oh, women are so terrifying and oh my gosh. I actually think it's the trope where he has all girls. And so literally you have a wife and you have 15 daughters. You don't get to talk about guy stuff or dicks. So now he overcorrects <laughs> for it <laughs> to the point where it's having sex with men. You're right. <laughs> uh. Anyway, they're playing on, on trying to trap Ritar. Uh, 
It's actually a fairly ingenious plan. Because uh, Nihei's uh, uh, genius previous plan of washing the killing intent off, because that's definitely what he was doing that for, um, didn't work. They're going to use the um, scent of killing intent to their advantage. Uh, uh, one uh, trait that uh, was actually part of the reason why uh, wolves got domesticated into dogs is wolves are very curious. So they're going to intentionally leave something behind. And when uh, Ratar is paying attention to that, he will uh, have uh, worse situational awareness. And that will be uh, Nihei's uh, chance to get a shot at him. Mm -hmm. And we get uh, one of the most uh, exciting action scenes in... Uh, golden kamui yet oh yeah this this scene is so good our heroes are going out uh to to uh find these guys and stop them and save ratar it it starts off with uh as part of like a way to uh, i think it's a way to lure out ratar uh they burn uh his feces that smoke signal allows our heroes to zero in on them. So Nihei is up in the trees, you know, trying to suppress his killing intent uh, and is so busy paying attention to the trap uh, because Tanagaki is the one who's going to be wandering by and uh, drop something for a uh, retarded sniff at. Uh, he doesn't notice Sugimoto and uh, Aserpa sneaking up behind him. Aserpa actually split off because uh, at first they were curious about what um, Tengeki was doing, uh, but Aserpa realizes what's going on as she's uh, heading towards him, uh, sees the trap for Ratar, and actually uh, notices uh, Ratar about to take the bait. And I mean, like, I think one of the important things is, uh, strictly speaking, because in real life the Hokkaido wolves are extinct, Ratar does not have plot armor, uh, I, I'll, I'll bring this element up again uh, a little bit later at, at the uh, climax of this uh, arc, but Ratar doesn't have plot armor. He shouldn't be alive, so the story, strictly speaking, can kill him off. Should be most tragic. It, I don't want that. He is good doggo. Uh, so the, uh, the tension as he uh, steps out to uh, sniff the uh, mess kit that had been left behind that uh, suddenly gets hit by uh, one of Aserpa's arrows uh, clanging into it uh, causes uh, Retard to flinch just barely out of the way and not get shot in the neck. Uh, <laughs> it's it's such a good it's, panel. Yeah, because you see Retard's fur just like poof out it's a good thing he's very fluffy yeah oh my gosh and uh that's when sugimoto holds a gun to uh nihei and is like all right you're gonna put down the gun and we are going to and we're going to copy down the map on your skin and we're all gonna move on and have a nice day right ha i would never give up the hunt where's my hey wait a minute where's my dog <laughs> and then <laughs> ryu well, we get we get honestly it, it's a line we've heard before, but we get one of the coolest uh, one-liners from uh, this section. Nihei is saying that he, you know, like, let's see which one of us uh, will uh, survive this context or something to that extent. With an absolutely amazing panel with a great look in his eyes, uh, Sugimoto says, bring it on. I'm immortal. One of my top 10 anime fights, uh, Shiraishi versus Ryu. He just grabs that dog and <laughs> eats him off a map. <laughs> 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 it's so good i love it i mean it's and not the, good for you the manga has to have a panel after ryu gets thrown off the mountain don't worry he's okay folks he got up and just walked yeah because <laughs> he's puffy and he lands in the snow <laughs> oh it's a good thing dogs mm. are floofy 
But yeah, we get uh, we get a badass knife fight between this knife fight is ridiculous. It's incredible because Nihei goes to like uh, carve into Sugimoto with a meat cleaver. He blocks the meat cleaver and then pulls his knife and swings and cuts off like th- like four of Nihei's fingers and makes him drop the meat cleaver and then in the same motion goes to stab him. <laughs> And he, Nihei blocks the bayonet, not a knife. Well, the bayonet is a kind of knife, but like uh, Nihei blocks the bayonet with his arm. It goes through his arm, slightly pokes into his chest, but stops. And Nihei smashes Sugimoto over the uh, head with the the stock of his rifle. End chapter. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Absolutely outstanding uh, action scene. Uh, we also get uh, the other uh, top 10 anime battles of um, uh, Ryu versus Shiraishi. And I love it because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's the chapter title uh, and it's Sugimoto and uh, Nihei just like teeth bared, blood stained, conflict. And then <laughs> underneath them, uh, idiot and dog <laughs> striking <laughs> combat poses. <laughs> oh, you know you're Naruto running, right? <laughs> but um, in uh, in the conflict, uh, Tanagaki managed to grab a serpa and is holding her hostage. But what he's doing is resting his gun on her shoulder, so he's using her more as a meat shield than like gun to her head, which mm-hmm. real hard to do with a rifle. So that makes sense. And he's just like, hey. Sugimoto, drop the weapon. Come on, we're just gonna deal with this. And Sugimoto goes, hostage, I don't give a shit about that, and throws a knife through him. No, he enters rage mode. Like, how dare you use her as a human shield? Yeets the bayonet. Uh, Tanagaki raises his hand to try to block it. The bayonet goes through his hand and stabs into his cheek. Look, I'm... I'm Far be it from me to critique the physics of a series where last time somebody used a prostitute as a projectile weapon, but man, does this does this knife just cut through everything <laughs> like butter? Like not, nothing, no femur, no anything doesn't. Seem, I don't know why they were using the gun part. This bayonet seems to be doing all the work. It flies perfectly straight. Like, wow. (laughs) And it stabs right through, like, the meatiest part of Tanagaki's hand. So, like, there's a lot there to slow it down. (laughs) Either that's incredibly sharp, Subikimoto is incredibly strong, or both. Look, it's cool. That's the important part. It is very cool. Unfortunately, uh, whilst uh, Sugimoto is distracted with that, uh, Nihei is able to uh, uh, tackle him and put him in a submission hold. Uh, with the uh, the bad guys at a seeming advantage, they uh, tie up uh, Sugimoto and Shiraishi. I've tied them both to a tree. Nihei is like, hey, she's a kid. She shouldn't have to see what inevitably has to come next. Uh, take her away. Turns his back for about half a second. <laughs> if they didn't have the panel of his reaction i would have thought this was really stupid because we establish he recognizes Saraishi as a dude who was in jail with him like he calls him by name and then he turns 
He looks back after like remembering his daughter going like, yeah, no, that th- she's just a kid. She doesn't need to watch me kill these guys or sh- hear their screams or anything. Turns back. They have untied themselves and ran away. And you, there's just a single panel of them going like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> sure, right, she was there. He's the skip king. This was so dumb. <laughs> hey, hey. He can, he's beating himself up enough over this. <laughs> look, look, we know we know that uh, Nihei's old. He, he's a little forgetful. And then there's me with uh, uh, with a uh, literary uh, analysis uh, analysis aspect of it. Uh, his connection with uh, his daughter, who I guess wasn't a lie. There was a part of me that was wondering if any of uh, his uh, family aspect of his backstory was made up, but. Like, there's a human connection there. He's acting as a human uh, taking a serpent away. That's not something a beast of the mountain would do. And uh-huh. it, it causes him to make a really stupid mistake he should have known better about. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, again, is going to uh, uh, come up again in the climax of uh, uh, the section. Poor Tanagaki. He's just having the worst day. Or The plan to get the wolf failed. Uh, he got stabbed in the hand and in the cheek, and now he's having to schlep away with the kid she's babbling on so much that he's decided to gag her and it's just like shut up i'm going to take you far away i just need to keep moving this would this would ultimately be a mistake uh uh-huh because the serpent notices something on the path and uh uh, manages to shake loose the gag in time to say it's a deer trap don't walk through there because it's a collapsed tree uh split into like a funnel too late because he's already triggered the trap. And uh, as established last time, uh, those aren't just arrows; they're poison arrows. Yeah, specifically aconite. They got wolfsbane on this. It's <laughs> he's he's screwed, or at least he would be uh, if uh, Serpa wasn't like, okay, I don't know if there's an antidote for this because I don't know what it is or who made it. Just untie me so I can carve out the poisoned arrow head from your flesh, and we'll pray. And uh, Sam, as she does one better, she's like, well, this was I knew poisons. They don't have antidotes. Really? <laughs> kind of just the whole design flaw of you Japanese and your poisons. You, you make <laughs> solutions to them. Why? Just don't do that. <laughs> as is a bit of a theme with uh, Golden Kamui, when uh, a surf is like, uh, I'm going to have to carve a chunk out of your leg just so you know. And... I don't care. Just do it is the only uh, response she gets because uh, that that's most characters in this manga. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Shiraishi is the only one who does not fall into that category. He would be the only one that would put up a, uh, a fuss about that. <laughs> With all of that, uh, as I'm sure Nihei would uh, love to uh, put it, we reached the climax of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Giggity. Because this is enough time for uh, Nihei to catch up with them and be like, well, I lost the other two. I can't afford to uh, let them catch me uh, lacking. You're down. I still need the girl to bait the dog. So uh, come on, kid, picks her up and runs off. (laughs) He ties her uh, to a snag in the middle of an open field so that, uh, because he knows at this point that she and the white wolf are uh, connected and, you know, will help each other. Ratar does indeed uh, come uh, bolting out to uh, save a Serpa uh, in another freaking amazing action scene. (laughs) Yeah. 
she's like look you really don't have to do this for one he's like the last wolf it, it would be really messed up if you did this also when you inevitably lose the fight because Ritaro is great that'd make him a man killer and that'd curse him forever and I don't want that to happen and Nihei's like okay for one it's funny you think I would lose and for two I'm more beast than man so it I really don't think it's going to negatively affect his karma in any way. Well, no, he he goes one further. He's just like, yeah, I think you're really placing too much value on human lives. It's it's mm -hmm. just animals fighting animals. Like nothing makes people special. Is his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And and there there is an aspect of he very strongly believes nothing makes people special. And on top of that, I'm not like I don't even give myself that distinction, even if you do care. Mm -hmm. the uh the ultimate conclusion that it falls on i just love this uh this last chapter that we uh read because like you see uh ritar he he's like bobbing and weaving to uh not give a clear shot and it's like <laughs> here's here's nihei like this thing knows what a gun is this is not normal <laughs> yeah no it's so cool because it's uh it's like a two-page uh panel of this really dynamic like zigzag maneuver and he's got like light streaming from his eyes it's the so <laughs> cool it's the most shonen this yes. manga has done in actually we bit. were just reading Ritaro shonen anime for shonen manga and yeah. we were just long for the ride he's gonna go super wolf i i want <laughs> that i want that so badly um but yeah uh Ritar is able to uh uh, get to Nihei and uh, get his teeth on him before uh, Nihei has the uh, uh, chance to uh, get shot. a shot off. One thing I like is it's kind of hard to tell how much this was Nihei blocking and how much Ritar was aiming for his arm, but Ritar doesn't like like from the from the angle of the bite, it doesn't quite seem like Ritar was going for an immediate killing blow, which. You know, between how smart Ritar is and the way that Nihei has um, referred to himself and the way that the narrative has treated him, there's almost an element of Ritar is almost more human than Nihei is. Mm -hmm. That is a good read, and I, I do like it, but I, th I think I can predict what Matt is about to say. Uh, mm -hmm. Ritar has information that Nihei doesn't. <laughs> that is also true. Well, no, what I'm going to say is Ritar was going for his throat was the thing. He just had his arm up against his like neck and, and then he pushes him away to give himself the room to get the gun out yeah and uh it looks like he's uh got retard because he's got the gun like up against his throat i win and then another wolf from behind <laughs> i i i i say this very frequently but i have never laughed harder at a panel than this second wolf coming out of nowhere to attack him from behind <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because it it's just there it's i win page turn wolf on his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> then like the wolf just like jumps off of him tearing out a huge strip of his neck in the process and uh th this point uh is one of those ones where we we actually mentioned a few times the idea that golden kamui is sort of like it has Western vibes where it's it's very heavily mythologized. It's very heavily stylized. And there were a couple of parts where I I wasn't sure which way it was trying to lean because it got really wacky sometimes, but it had been 
mostly grounded up to a point, but um, the uh, introduction of there were actually two Ainu wolves. It's like, yeah, no, this is there is no reality here. This is this is totally rule of cool wish fulfillment, and I am so about it. <laughs> I am fine with it because that was rad as hell. It's so cool because then we immediately then get um suddenly out of nowhere like flip 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 and ryu's there just barking at these two wolves and you He's just get like this person and like ratar has a genuine look of like pity and concern that i didn't know was capable to draw on a wolf thing. <laughs> like it's yes. so good He's like, oh, kid, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> buddy, you don't win this fight. Buddy, my bitch is right here. I, I'll go easy on you. She will eat you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Literally a bitch. It's a female wolf, so I'm not censoring the, uh, those two uses of that word. Screw you. <laughs> um, but she is kind of a... Mm. <laughs> really? She just, she's like, uh, not my man. You're mm-hmm. not killing him. No, we got babies. No, he's, he's got to come home and raise his kids. <laughs> yeah. no, it, it, it's great because uh, Nihei is like slumped against the the tree, the like dead tree in the center of the field bleeding out. And he's like, huh, I guess it makes sense that your mate wouldn't respect a duel between men. Women really are terrifying. Nihei uh, is uh, satisfied by this conclusion. Because he stated this is literally the death he wanted. He wanted to go out in the middle of a hunt to become one with nature. But he did not achieve his dream of being one. Well, he he might, because the puppies arrive. Sugimoto uh, takes the piece of the map off of of his body, skins him, and uh, that's the the last we see of him. Mm -hmm. Can we... Can we talk about how bittersweet the puppies are? Because it's a bunch of cute wolf puppies. And there's like the very like end of a like Disney era movie of uh, a serpent going like, Aw, Rattar had a family. He's going to go live with them now. And then we just get a thing like the last written report of the Hokkaido wolf was a dude saying found a bunch of wolf pelts. And I'm like, oh, that's well, <laughs> uh-huh. in 1896, so after the story takes place, ooh. I mean, yeah. there were two reads of that, like the last recorded case in that he didn't realize, like it's nonchalant, but it's like maybe he didn't realize this was the last wolf. It's just kind of like it it's didn't ve- click. It's very heavily implied that uh, I have obtained several wolf pelts because it's juxtaposed right with the like family walking away. Yeah. Now, I mean, like this—this this is this is going back to what I was saying before. Uh, uh, this is this is because there are this many um, uh, Hokkaido wolves uh, walking around. It sort of like diverges enough from reality that you can, you know, it, it's it's paying the lip service to uh, you know pretend to ground this in the real world, but not get in the way of the cool moment of he's got a family. Because what's more important is Ratar as a character than the historical reality of the situation. And we get this nice cathartic end for uh, Ratar's character arc where he helped, uh, he helped out a Serpa and uh, gets confirmed that uh, he has a family and that's why he doesn't just stick around with her all the time. He's got other priorities. He's an adult doing adult things. Yeah. But I like hanging out with you guys. You guys are cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hang out with my human friends on the weekends. 
<laughs> poor Tanagaki just limps in there. His other leg is now f***ed up. <laughs> just ble- bleeding profusely. Though, uh, it, it is pretty sweet because he one he goes over to Nihei's uh, corpse and uh, there was a moment earlier on uh, where he mentioned a custom from his people where whenever they killed a bear they would recite a uh, like a saying over it uh, be born anew in the next world and hear only good things and he mentioned that he never once said that for any of the people he killed in uh in the war it's only for bears and he goes and he says that over nihei's corpse which is either him you know acknowledging another human's passing or you know more confirmation of nihei as more beast than man so yes and yes both are valid and incredibly interesting in their own right and kind of weirdly sweet uh but we we end with uh (laughs) we finally get this poor man on a stretcher (laughs) <laughs> and uh Sugimoto has taken the the quest item from uh Nihei's corpse. Uh, another uh step in the uh character journey of Sugimoto because after all of the uh um turmoil he went through with the deer, uh he has a renewed uh vigor for completing this stupid gold hunt uh so that he can get away from all of this. Mm-hmm. Um and whether or not he's uh uh, sinking back into ruthlessness or if uh you know he's trying to escape it uh is uh yet to be seen but i eagerly look forward to uh finding out more about it uh and thus brings us to the end of our reading so uh as is typical for action heavy sh- uh series like this favorite character and favorite fight i think i said before my favorite character is nihei <laughs> i love that guy <laughs> uh it- he he is just pure mountain man. Uh, he he's hilarious with how just crass and uh, forward he is, and he embodies uh, a certain aspect of the like hunter survivalist archetype that just really really appeals to me. I, again, I am not an a like a sportsman. I'm not a hunter in real life. I don't know why I love that archetype so much. I just do. And he just brought that to the forefront in this really exciting hunt. And yeah, uh, his knife fight with his like knife fight brawl with Sugimoto was my favorite fight. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, Yeah, I got to go with you that uh, in our reading, Nihei just ate every bit of scenery he was in. So favorite character has got to be him for this. Um. And I, I am going to double down on my earlier statement. Legitimately, my favorite fight is Suraishi versus Ryu because he just yeets that dog off a mountain. <laughs> he does. It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Jay, how about you? Oh, uh, that's a little hard one. My favorite character, like, mm, I would have to go with Drunk Serpa. <laughs> Specifically, like, drunk Aserpa. Yes, he is my favorite character. The fact drunk Aserpa just goes total, I need to go now, my planet needs me in that little hut of theirs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's just she literally stuck. ascended and it like it just threw me. 
she literally just like pounds herself through the wall when she's not needed in the scene and just pulls herself back in when she's needed in the scene. Like it's such a weird moment. That's just hilarious. And, like, and I just had to look at it, look, go page back through because at first when you mentioned that she she literally like ascended through the walls of the camp. I didn't believe you, and then I'm just like, nope, she actually did. Yeah, it's like it, nope. it's like when I was reading it, it didn't register, and then I realized it, that it, it's one of those words where it didn't seem real because it was a chapter cover. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like oh, we gotta pluck her out of the wall. She's in like, the wall, guys. During during Sugimoto and Shiraishi's talk. Her legs are sticking out of the wall in the background, like yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just saying this beats everything. Just imagine getting so drunk you literally go through the wall. That has happened to people in multiple locations. Just thinking about it. Oh, uh, yes. Time. So favorite fight, I would have to say it's not really a fight so much, just the back and forth kind of. Hunter's game between Ritar and Nihei. Mm -hmm. Just a slight escalation from trying to outsmart each other and literally culminating when Ritar literally shits on the carcass. <laughs> I, would I just can't. It's, and it's a very good one. <laughs> and Jacob. So last time my favorite character was Ritar because he is a dog. This time my favorite character is Ritar. Because he is a dog. Okay, seriously. Uh, it is actually Ritar because, whilst Nihei is a close uh, runner-up because he is such an interesting and hilarious character, Ritar gets character characterized really heavily here, too. And you really get a sense of the, uh, you know, and again, you know, it's like the, the fictional aspect of, like, the, the dog as a character. You really get, you know, his, his inner life and his personality uh, coming through strongly in... Um, uh, this section, and he's a really engaging character in his own right. Uh, favorite fight has got to be uh, that ending with uh, Ritar bobbing and weaving to uh, uh, not give his opponent the clear shot, and and the the double wolf pincer attack, <laughs> and <laughs> it's just a succession of escalating epic fights, and the the culmination of it all was just spectacular. And uh, since this is as much a National Geographic uh, educational series as it is an exciting, saning adventure. Uh, most, uh, your personal, most interesting Ainu custom learned. Uh, I want to say the pine needle one because it was funny, but the, the one I actually thought was uh, the most interesting was the legend of the deer. Mm. Specifically because it uh, did that thing uh, that you don't really think about all that much, but is just the way stories and mythology actually work where they had the story about the deer and then an actual like series of historic events happened that caused the severe thinning of the deer population. And that's all explained. And then it's like, Oh yeah, we explained that as uh, we disrespected the gods by not, uh, by not appreciating this gift enough. And that's why they stopped giving us more deer. And that's just such a, interesting peek both into this culture and in the broader term in, in the broader uh scope of how mythologies actually evolve uh let's go in reverse order jacob uh favorite Ainu custom i will say uh it was mostly character stuff so a lot of it was front-ended um i really liked the the making the makeshift shelter 
uh, bit was pretty cool. But uh, when you mentioned um, like the mythology aspect of uh, how the uh, Ainu see the deer, uh, I thought that that, yeah, that that probably would be what I'd go with uh, taking that into consideration. And Jay. So um, it's kind of hard to come up with one that we haven't already come up with, but I thought what was funnier was the um, custom, I guess you can call it a custom that we learned, uh, we discussed just a little earlier when we discussed that, you know, I knew poisons do not have antidotes because they do not believe in quitting. <laughs> but what if you like accidentally stick yourself with it? Uh, that would be a skill issue. Yeah. <laughs> just don't fuck up I don't know what to tell you I don't understand when you train to walk the tightrope you don't use a net why Why would you need a net you're walking on the tightrope <laughs> you just don't <laughs> fail I would simply <laughs> succeed and Matt I think I said earlier the, the legend of like the deer was really good but uh, um, just to mention something different the scene where um, a serp is trying to reassure Sugimoto about the deer being killed and how that life gives life to you and that you are using that as like you're using it as fuel for your own life so it's death had meaning which that was the part that kind of hit sugimoto was like oh yeah death does have can have a meaning like it's not just constantly running and like the whole thing of like feeling the warmth from the innards was cool yep that's a that's a very solid pick that's a good uh moment and uh, would you continue reading? Oh, absolutely. In fact, when we're done recording, I plan on diving right back in. <laughs> <laughs> I said it during the uh, the best of 2022, and I'll say it now. Uh, I freaking love this manga. This just uh, reminded me in, of all of the reasons why. And um, screw it. I'm, I ain't going to bed yet. I'll read more. <laughs> we're here for... He's not going to bed immediately after recording. Mm, that's uh, the Matt. important information. <laughs> Uh, Matt, how about you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Golden Camera. It's a, it's a good mix of everything. It's a, oh, It deserves to be way more popular than it is, really. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay? Um, absolutely. Um, needless to say, I've already, oops, read more than my fair share. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's already been said before, having been raised in a sportsman hunting culture it kind of hits that warm spot but it also i am a nerd for like different culture and historical elements so this kind of tie is a good tie-in um it also has the comedic effect i love Aserpa's faces just <laughs> an entire like blog of just reactions can be taken from this manga i love it um so yeah absolutely and jacob oh yeah i'll definitely continue reading uh this is uh one of the things that i've actually uh chipped away at in the in between and i'm gonna uh do my level best to do that again and uh get even more this time fantastic all right and uh with that thank you everyone once again for listening to the over manga cast as always you can find us on all your social medias where we are at over manga cast on facebook twitter instagram and uh, also on youtube go like comment and subscribe feed the algorithm and as always uh we always appreciate reviews in any form on uh, podcatcher of choice itunes um podcast addict uh, any of them or if you want to reach out to us directly, uh, you can head to over 
mangacast.com. Uh, you might be there listening to this right now. Just scroll on down to the bottom. There's a little comment section. Fill that out. Send it to us. Love hearing from you. Uh, we also, if you want, can email us directly. We are overmangacast at gmail.com. Um, if you have a recommendation for something you'd like us to read or just want to tell us we're great, go ahead. You should always tell us we're great. We already know, but the confirmation is uh, welcome. And uh, make sure to tune in next week where uh, we're going to continue our uh, brutal sanity adventures with more Vindland Saga, chapters 17 through 35. Uh, who's ready for more Viking violence? I know I am. I'm ready to dive into some Viking violence. Mm-hmm. So uh, read that if you want to keep up with the show, and we will see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>